Welcome to the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. Now enjoy the show. All right, guys, I want to tell you a little bit about Type 1 Lifting. So Type 1 Lifting is a clothing brand that proceeds of the shirts, the hats, and everything else go to the Children's Diabetes Foundation. This whole t-shirt company started from me taking care of a five-year-old girl from the emergency department at the Children's Hospital I worked at in Atlanta for a while back. Um, I thought I needed to do a little bit more than kind of just talk about my story. So this is how I started the clothing line because I wanted to show people that even though diabetics have this really bad disease, we can still do amazing things in our life and diabetes won't stop, you know, stop us reaching our goals. So go check out type1lifting.com. And, um, you know, if you have any questions, you can always reach me out on Instagram. It's type1lifting and I hope you guys enjoy the show. Hey guys, we have a new sponsor for the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. The company's called Liberté Lifestyle. So Liberté is a French word meaning freedom, and the company was founded on the desire to have freedom to choose what we want to do with our lives. I actually had the owner, um, Nicole, on my podcast on episode 28, so if you want to go back and listen to her, um, she talks about how she started the company and what she wants to do in the future with the company, which is pretty cool. So uh, they actually have knee sleeves, wrist wraps, shirts, shorts. Uh, love the knee sleeves. I have the ice cream knee sleeves, and I love them so much. They haven't, the neoprene's still good. Uh, the seams haven't split compared to other uh, knee sleeves that I have had in the past, uh, and I'm planning to keep these for a very, very long time. So uh, Nicole actually gave me a promo code for you guys too. So it's all capital letters, T-Y-P-E, and the number one. So it's type one. So go to LibertéLifestyle.com, uh, check out what they have in the store, use the promo code type one, and save some coin. Now let's go to the episode. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. The Touch and Go gang is here again, minus one, but that's okay. We're still going to rock and roll. and got a whole bunch of topics I want to talk about. So um, on my left, I got Vic Rodriguez and me on the right and below, Hannah Hardy. How's everybody, how's everybody doing? Oh, great. I'm doing great. How about you? Um, could be better, but I'll talk about that in the final thoughts. But anyway, um, so um, one of the topics I kind of want to talk about that I've actually seen on um, Xander and Vic and pretty much all the other guys that follow Misfit is the training camp. Now, I know, Hannah, you've been to a couple training camps, too, but we'll, you know, I, I want to talk about uh, I want to ask Vic how this weekend went and like what happened during the whole weekend. All right, we can jump into this. This is a it's episode of its own, essentially. Because Misfit Camp, if you if you've had a chance to experience it, it is honestly I'm still I'm still struggling to find the words to like truly like explain or convey what it what it was. Um I'm super grateful and thankful that I had a chance to, that I actually said, hey, I'm gonna go do this camp again. Um we did the quarterfinals camp together and it was awesome. It's, bunch of people it was amazing and then this one was just as or maybe even better and it was much smaller it was a, it was a very tight-knit group of people who were able to travel out it was it, it was about like 12 12 to 15 people uh total so we did uh summer camp teams 
we did team black versus team purple. Nice. And we had like partner workouts. We had a, we had a snatch off. We had a bunch of, a bunch of lectures in between, um, plenty of, uh, warming up and cooling down. And we also did a nice, uh, Sunday miles run, which I'm pretty sure I got heat rash from after, um, <laughs> I'm not too sure what happened, but buddy, uh, Monday I was in a different world. Um, I was feeling like the AC. I'm like, Oh man, my skin's so warm. I'm going to the AC. It feels cold, but my skin just gets warmer. And I'm like, I'm not right. My, my skin's not burnt. You know, unfortunately, uh, I don't get sunburned to tell me that I should get out of the sun. Mm. I just get darker. Uh, so it's hard for me to tell when enough is enough. So that was, that's kind of some of the breakdown there, but just man, so many, so many great moments. It's, it's much different when you're with a team of people and you're working together and you're basically you're strategizing you're talking about how you're going to do the workout how you're going to get this done and i honestly i can't say enough about what it means um to kind of build confidence in a workout and i don't think i've really experienced that because one of the big topics that we actually brought up a lot was training in a vacuum. Training alone is so much different than getting to train in an environment with other people. And sometimes you just need that extra push to get that additional dose of intensity. And sometimes you need those people to ignore your calf cramping up so that you can keep doing the squat cleans. Um, shout out to Preston on that one. He pushed me uh, super hard and he knew he only pushed me because he knew I could do it. But I'm just like, man, if this was a regular workout and it was just me, I would have, I would have like gone so much slower because I would have said, you know what, this is fine. The weight's easy. I'll take a break. I'll gather myself, but we're in the middle of a race neck and neck and only one thing to do, but to grab that bar and just rip it up and keep getting the reps through. I mean, they weren't bad. But it was just, it was just the pace, like heart in your throat. Come on, we gotta go. And I'm like, okay, uh, this is what this is what it is. This is our life right now. But yeah, um, I can't wait for the next one. I um, yeah, a lot of emotions still, still kind of a, trying to unpack all of it. But I know that uh, everything's heading in the right direction for me in terms of my training, in terms of um, the overall program and the community itself. So I'm really happy about that. You know, there's definitely days where things are super hard and you just start to question that and you start to question yourself. And I think I needed this uh, camp to, I guess, for reassurance, which is a little strange, but it was an added bonus that I didn't think I needed. But mm -hmm. now that I look back and I'm like, man, I think I actually really needed this additional push to see like, hey, the needle's moving in the right direction. So that's Pretty a little cool. bit. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I love when I go to like different places and train with other people because I obviously I get more of a push 
too with that because like I've I've trained alone for years. I it's probably has to be like five five six years all by myself. Like no no other buddy to to work out with me because no one wants to get up at like you know five o'clock in the morning or work out train it late at night or you know go to my basement and work out. So you know it's kind of kind of awesome to have another another somebody else with you to kind of push you to get you get you going and push you even harder that you think you can go even further. So, but uh, Hannah, you've been to a couple of misfit camps. So what are your past experiences, you know, going to camps and like, what have you learned? I mean, what I really learned about, I mean, what I learned at misfit camps is just how much community matters. I mean, what Vic had, like what Vic said, just being able to, I mean, I love that you guys had like two separate two separate teams you're going head to head uh it looked like it was the majority of just partner workouts and yes like you are learning about all the barbell and gymnastics techniques how to pace yourself in workouts building your athlete iq but misfits all about community and that's what drew, drew me to them in the first place that's why i stayed for so many years i mean my best friends follow misfit I just absolutely love that they harp about building the best environment you can, both inside the gym you go to or just online and building just your friend group and group chats to just shit talk each other and everything. And I mean, even now they have discord. They like we're not just in groups, in groups that are in iMessage or Facebook or anything like that like we are now a collective community somewhere and just going to camps in person just magnifies that and it's the like the energy there is bar none so if people haven't gone to a misfit camp they definitely should because i mean you learn so much but the relationships you make there are i mean they will last a lifetime yeah and it's not like the elite athletes like it's anybody can go to these camps. Like you could be a skilled athlete. You could be, you know, top of the level athlete. It doesn't matter. Like you guys, you know, all learn the same thing together, which is, which is awesome. Yeah. Like I saw like someone got their first bar muscle up. Like that's like having like that energy is like, it's so cool. Cause we're all there to push each other and we're all there just to, I don't know, just be each other's like best cheerleader we can be. Yeah, that was my uh, that was my first partner for the uh, for the first work. I was Gus, the Masters athlete, got his muscle up, and it was just so damn smooth. Uh, you're just like, that's your first one, like really? He just popped up there. <laughs> He's and he when he, I mean, he he missed a couple at first. I'm like, okay, now try it again. When he got up there, it just looked so natural. It was just like you just you just kind of just you you hung out there nice and comfortably, like yeah. I could do this. I was just like, okay, this is how we're doing it this weekend. This is this is what the whole what the whole weekend's gonna be. It's just gonna be people surprising themselves every single workout. So I was it was it was cool. Yeah. And also I noticed you guys, well, obviously you got like the tie-dyed black and the tie-dyed purple shirts, but also I saw another shirt from Sharpen the Axe, the pink with like the teal m logo so sharpen yeah. the axe to sharpen the axe for people that don't know is the clothing line for misfit athletics um i mean they have great clothes you know mine are a little bit better no i'm just kidding just just kidding 
Uh, but yeah, they, they, I mean, I wear their clothes and, and they're great. And I saw that shirt and I was like, that is so dope. Like I want that shirt so bad. I, uh, it's in my, it's in my room right you now. Sh- you should have, you should have worn it. You should have worn it, man. Bubblegum bandit. Yeah. I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it. Maybe I'll wear it tomorrow. We'll, we'll figure it out. But we so got when, when are those, when are those shirts coming out? Ooh, I actually got asked. I I got asked um, jabs in them. I, I actually didn't. I didn't even ask about when it was coming out because I'm like, oh, I already got it. So I'm like, well, let's look. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about I the release. No, I got to ask, ask, ask him. I'll post yeah, I can yeah. ask Xander. Yeah, we can ask Xander. I mean, I think I think there was a post on social media about it. So um, I'll take a look at that and kind of see you know when it is. But I'm definitely. Uh, might be repping one of those shirts relatively soon. So that'll be soon. I can't wait to wear that with the bubblegum shorts too. They have bubblegum shorts. Oh, uh, the the inseam, the, the the shorts that are too short for you because oh yes, yes, as, as the Statue <laughs> of Liberty. Um, yes, I, mean, I know those. You could actually wear them. I mean, men who played in the NBA in the 1950s and 60s wore the same inseam. But I don't want to do a squat snatch and like scare. I, granted, I'll be wearing the compression shorts. I don't want to scare any people. So it's true. True. All right. All <laughs> did, did they talk about any camps coming up relatively soon at all or any new camps? Oh, so there tentatively, there may be another one. And there's also a misfit uh, team competition in November in Portland, Maine. So it is open to the public. So maybe just maybe you sign up and check it out there and then or i believe there might be another camp right around that same time as well so it might be a twofer i'm not sure but i know there is a competition that they're hosting and then i believe there's going to be a camp um shortly after um i just have they just have to they have to figure that out um Mm. logistics wise but cool a lot of people were uh, were sending us the FOMO messages. <laughs> of course, yeah. And like next time, it's just going to be everyone. Everyone's got to show up, and I can't wait. Yep, definitely, definitely. I would love. That's like another thing on my bucket list, like CrossFit Games, Misfit Camp, you know, all that stuff. Just just trying to get time, trying to get time for it. But um, speaking about Misfit Camps, I know um the next topic i want to talk about um he was he did do misfit athletics for a little while so chandler smith had a new um video out with the buttery bros it was actually out like was it last week or something like that but they on like patreon or something like that but um now it's officially on youtube and it's you're able to watch it for free and i know you two guys have seen it so um what are your takes on that video about chandler smith like i had no idea he had asthma so, um, what are your takes? No, I like I know with me, I I mean, I don't think anybody really knew he had asthma other than people who were close to him. Um, and I mean, with me, it just broke my heart because you could see like how much he was fighting. It was just his body was shutting down on him, and he mm-hmm. it, like, it's something that you can't help that. So I was more so inspired that. He kept going and, you know, like, I mean, granted, he did say, he's like, no, I really want to pull out. And Ben kind of just said, no, just, just do this next event, kind of just like taking it one at a time. And yep. he's like, we can consider after the next one. We can consider after the next one. 
and he finished out his weekend and I I just like what I really want Chandler to think or just like take away is people don't like people aren't gonna think differently of him because of that one competition people love him for what he's done for the community I mean not only because of his accolades and he's given so much back that people know him because of that not because he got you know he didn't make the CrossFit Games this year so uh I know that he is hard on himself and it's just because he expects greatness and you know that's what you want I mean that's what any games athlete wants so I totally understand where he's coming from but I just hope he knows that he has such a support system and such a group of I mean so many people who love him because of him not because Mm -hmm. of what he's done yeah I agree I definitely want to echo some of the same sentiment there on on the whole documentary but honestly it even seeing the documentary didn't change the way I felt about his body of work for the season. And like, honestly, like I think that yes, he does put a lot of pressure on himself and a lot of athletes put a lot of pressure on themselves to perform and to be the top person. But I think it's a little bit different with Chandler. Um, And I think there's some unspoken pressures that are put on him in particular. And I just think like, man, he could stop doing CrossFit, like competing in CrossFit, and he'd be solid for the rest of his life because he's good on his own, on his own merit, on what he's accomplished so far and what he's done in his life. And the fact is that even if he was to stop competing in CrossFit today, he'd still do something else amazing because that's the type of person that he is. And I just think that he just needs to go out there and have fun again and to just do his thing and don't worry about what people think or the pressure of that like, Hey man, it's all on, it's all you. It's all for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just, um, I look at, I look at some of that and I'm just like, man, people that are the people that are actually going to like go at you or try to be negative towards you can't touch you. No. And most of them don't even have a, a you know, an Instagram, like, you know, bio picture. So, I mean, whatever, you know, screw them. It's not even worth it. The people that actually matter aren't going to, aren't going to attack you. Yeah. And if the people don't matter, if they attack you, that's nothing. Mm-hmm. So I just, I, I, you know, I just want them to just be good with him. Just go back, get to work, do your thing. You don't got to promise anything to anyone except yourself and your wife and your family and whatnot. You don't got to promise anything to anyone else outside of that close circle you got. And that's it. You don't have to go sorry. I let you down. You know, you don't let anyone down is the cards. The cards were drawn. The hand you were dealt, you played it. You had a bad respiratory flare up and you fought through like hell. What do you like? What else could you have done? That's life. You know, you didn't let anyone down. You could have quit, but you didn't. Mm-hmm. Be proud in the fact that you put the effort through and then just move on because it's not the end all be all of who you are as a person or your identity. That's that's my that's my big takeaway from from all that. 
Yeah. My, so my takeaways from it is uh, watching the video, and especially with like the, the when you're talking about the followers he has. So he said in the beginning, like he had a, not a big following, so he was able to like talk to his friends and like all that stuff through social media and all that stuff. And now he has like 200 plus like Instagram followers, and so it's a little bit more difficult um, to you know reach out to your friends because like you literally have like 200,000 people that you don't even know and you can't express like what you really want to talk about on social media because everyone's going to be a critic on something. Mm -hmm. um, and also, uh, I think they did that video like really, really well, really, really well. And like, and watching Ben Bergeron kind of like seeing like the cards that he's being dealt with, with Chandler, with his asthma attack and stuff like that, you know, it's kind of hard to kind of, coach somebody where it's you know they have these flare-ups and it's like listen just do the best you can you know stick it out you know and it's and if you guy if the guy wants to quit it's like you know how are you gonna you know manage this and so i think he did a really good job with you know coaching up chandler with that even though he couldn't didn't even make it to the last chance qualifier no i mean it definitely shows that i mean we all i feel like everybody in the crossfit space knows how much ben harps on mindset and mm -hmm. it really did just come out there and i mean that's why i really like this coaching style being like hey like you're not out yet when they realized he was out it was kind of like hey we already know this but it doesn't mean we can't go down without a fight and just the fact that chandler like just didn't give up on ben in that moment because i think a lot of people would have just been like screw this and would have withdrawn <laughs> yeah um, just to kind of just save like more just heartbreak at event after event. And to think like he even had, he had some good ones in the end too. Uh, even when he, <laughs> he, he was dealing with asthma. So, I mean, I, I mean, I just, that documentary was awesome. And yeah, it like wasn't the fairy tale ending that everybody expected. And, you know, we didn't, of course we didn't, we knew what was going to happen, but it was really cool to go behind the scenes and uh, at least allowing us to see like what happens when something doesn't go right. Cause we don't get to see that often. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's also, you know, we're, we're watching somebody who's who we think is like a higher up, but he's actually like a normal human being too. And like, you, you're going to have some wins and losses and, you know, and have some challenges and it's like, not everything's perfect with these guys. And, you know, just got to, everyone's got to realize that too. I think people fail to realize that the sport of CrossFit is still growing. And a lot of these athletes, they are just normal, regular people. And yes, you can look up to them. You can be, you can admire them. You can love them for the work they put in and you should respect them and love them for that. And that's great. But just like every star athlete in professional sports, is like God has some God-given talent and works ridiculously hard. They still also are people. And they're allowed to have bad days. They're allowed to struggle with things. You know, it doesn't, it's not a chink in their armor. It's human. And a lot of people seem to forget that or that, hey, maybe sometimes the athlete doesn't want to talk to people. And maybe they will cuss at you and tell them to leave them alone. That doesn't mean that they hate you. It doesn't mean 
that they don't want to be around you or that they're ungrateful. It just means that maybe they're dealing with an over, <laughs> you know, an overwhelmingly large amount of stress and they just had a bad moment. That's it. Mm-hmm. Just people. Yep. And you also, know. also, I want to note, like, note, like, note that watching that video, that documentary, Chandler Smith's back is absolutely ginormous. By the way, like, I like when they did a with the camera angle, like the video of the back, I was like, "Holy shit! Look at this guy's back! It's like massive. It's like, it's like a turtle shell." <laughs> it was like unreal. I'm like, I'm like, he oh my gosh. I'm like, I know he's, I know he's super strong, but I was like, just looking at the definition of his back, I'm like, gosh, he's like, he's like one of like the bodybuilders at the Arnold or something like that. No, my goal is to be jacked like that one day. Yeah. Just get on the, just get on the ski erg for like 45 minutes every day. Oh my God. I mean, I, I used to do that (laughs) all the time. Uh, that's all I could do. So. So, um, next topic. Um, so I know we, uh, some people have talked about it. There's been videos out with like Tia and stuff like that. So, um, do you think that Tia and Rich are retiring? So obviously Sean Woodland, right. When Tia won said, you know, this is the last time you'll probably see her on the floor. And I felt bad for Sean because, you know, he probably got some reliable sources that told him like hey this is his her, this is her last year and he said that and it kind of bit him in the butt from it so and i feel bad for sean but um do you think this is the last year for both these guys or do you think they're going to still stay on or like go to like a master's division or or what what do you think um i'll, I'll start off here uh rich has been saying that he's done with team he was supposed to be done with team last year I don't count him out until he finally withdraws because Rich is going to keep working out and still stay in shape and still do the open. And we'll see. And the same thing with Tia. Tia might be done, but she might want to, you know, go for number seven. She might just think that, hey, uh, I need to prove something to people because I was behind on the first couple of days and that wasn't as dominant. And I feel like I left like an injured, like an injured animal still with the victory, but I left limping. Damn it. I was going to say that. I was just going to say that on my take. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> Maybe she comes back like that. Um, but at the end of the day, like I feel like athletes need to just keep preparing as if everyone's going to be in the fight next year. But I'm excited to see if Rich does go Masters because Sam Dancer, um, even though he just got he just got done with surgery and he's and he's recovering, before the games uh, after the games had ended, he had said, you know what, I feel as fit as I've ever been. I'm either going to go back and compete with the regular group and forego Masters, unless Rich Froning decides to do Masters and then he'll go Masters so he can compete against rich. So there's a storyline there. There's <laughs> definitely something that we'd love to see is like an old school, like, like legends throw down. Now, yeah. I wonder if, I mean, I wonder if rich, if he, if he does go masters, he just ends up pulling like 
you know, everybody from that era. Like, what if, like, Josh Bridges finally was just like, you know what, Masters isn't dumb anymore, or, like, something like that. Um, And, like, I think that would be really cool to see. Um, But, I mean, like Vic said, like, Rich is going to train because he loves training. And, you know, if he goes Masters, cool. If he just, if he doesn't, we're still going to see him coaching everybody that's, you know, with Mayhem. So it's not like this is the last of him. With Tia, man, I have no clue. I mean, like you're saying, like, I feel bad. Like, Sean had his sources to say that this was her last year. Um, I mean, maybe this just wasn't the send-off she wanted. Maybe she's going to go the rogue and say, okay, now I'm done. Um, who, like, who really knows? Um, but I feel like it's kind of like Rich. Like, Tia's going to be done when she's done. And maybe she like seeing that you know the games are now like this whole new test and i think it's one that you can definitely if it is as variable as it was this year i think that the life expectancy of the athlete goes up more um so maybe she's like man now i can actually improve on so much more now like this like i thought i was at my peak no there's like so much more i can get better at now so, I mean, who knows? But if she's in the fight, that'd be awesome. If she's not, kind of like Rich, too, she'll be on the sidelines with Proven. I mean, we already saw that when she was at Mac cheering everybody on. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that was awesome to see. So, um, if she, I'm just, I don't know. This this isn't the end of us seeing either T or Rich out there. But, you know, it might not be as the athlete, but, you know, in a different role. Yeah. So Vic took my take with Tia. So obviously she didn't get the send off that she really wanted to like the, the not dominating, you know, experience, like almost like getting as many points as like the first place and like third place combined, you know, kind of deal like, like, like Matt Fraser did. Um, I mean, I, you like, like you even said with rogue, I mean, they, she might retire just after rogue cause she wants to get that Bitcoin and you know, that huge, that huge prize purse. Um, you know, you never know. I and mean, also, she's building that massive gym down in Australia, too. So she might have her focuses more on proving and coaching, like you said, and training people at kind of like a, you know, almost like a mayhem barn scenario, but down in Australia. Because, I mean, you like Australia comes like they have amazing athletes coming out of that area. And like I've, I've said before, they should have more people that are able to get into uh, the games out of that area, but you know, they don't, they have three, but you know, maybe she can train some of these guys to actually, you know, be absolute studs and just take over the world pretty much for proven. No, I mean, I think that would be awesome. I mean, we all know that Australia has already like, like such high caliber athletes. I mean, what if like they just go and then sweep the podium and it's like, Oh, maybe Australia should have a couple more spots. Um, and you know, like I, I mean, I think the future is so bright with both of them. I mean, especially if they go into the coach's role. I mean, I think just, I mean, both of those camps just automatically grow. Yeah. And uh, another and another thing I noticed, I actually talked to Nick Urankar. Like, he was a CrossFit athlete. He was going to go team. But then he realized, like, g- going to the Masters is the same prize purse as going team. So what's the point? So he's like, I'll just train by myself and then win the, my age bracket and then kind of get the prize purse for that. Cause like each, 
person gets the same prize purse from like for like a master's so he's like there's no point of me going team like why right. why work with other people where i've already you know proved myself already and just kill it in the master's division and then you know just win that yeah i mean cool. another another fun little uh wrinkle in this entire uh games uh post games analysis is Having a Bozeman program this year, like you said, maybe there's so much you can get better at. Mm -hmm. Maybe other athletes are feeling the same way. Now that there's new programming out there for the games, they're thinking, oh, maybe there is a shot that things are going to be much different than when Dave was programming. And not that it's better or it's worse, just different. And maybe those evolutions are something that actually piques the interests of these athletes and makes them want to actually get better. Because if there's one thing that CrossFitters like, it's a challenge, a new challenge, something else to master. And doing parallel bars, doing, you know, wall facing a deficit handstand pushups, seeing these, seeing these uh, simple yet destructive workouts like the capital um doing the swim rinse and repeats like the, those all of these all of these workouts are at the root pretty basic but just continued progressions and i think that is uh that's a good sign for crossfit for the future they're going to get a set of uneven bars and they're going to have to do a whole gymnastics routine on the uneven bars next year so takes over the olympics yes pretty much <laughs> oh my gosh that would be, that'd be ridiculous <laughs> like okay do like four giants into all of this barbell work oh my gosh is that history repeating itself because didn't the olympics back in greece wasn't it doing the athletes have to do all of the events i think so and it wasn't specialized yeah um maybe yeah. so um i didn't add another person on the list list and i just thought about it so do you think that cara saunders might be stepping aside and i don't know she looked awesome out there no nah, i think she's going she's coming back she's pissed she wants she still wants to win the title and as much as he talks about being happy and having a family, you can still have all that too. But there's something inside of her. That itch needs to get scratched. Yeah. But like I was looking at her Instagram post and it was like, you know, seeing a lot with her, like your kid wearing the, like, you know, and like hugging her kid and stuff like that. And so I was like, you know, it looks like she might just, just want to like kind of hang it up and just like focus on family. I don't know. I mean, I think, I mean, of course, family means the world to her, but I think it's one of those things. If, if she could, if she could still do it, she'll do it. Mm -hmm. uh, if, if it's interfering with, you know, letting Scotty do uh, like try new things too. And um, whether or not like her, um, her husband needs help. I mean, maybe, maybe then she'll just hang things up. But I mean, I wouldn't be surprised seeing her out there again. That's for sure. 
Yeah, I was just throwing a Hail Mary out there, like just wondering maybe if like, you know, maybe a curveball, see what see what the, see what you guys thought. So um I'll I'll throw a hot take out there. Okay, I mean, hot take. Hot take. I want to know what happens to like the Reykjavik team next year. Ooh. Good question. I mean, I I have heard um I think it was Khan on a podcast with Savan. And I think they're still talking like he was still talking about. I mean, he's like, he's like, listen, we're not worried about next year. We're worried about this year. But I think I think they're going to stick or maybe someone like maybe. Tola or Lauren or whoever else, like or maybe Khan might just say, forget it. But I really think that one of those two is going to go and then she's going to she's going to get somebody else. I mean, uh, I, would, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I know that I think Khan's like super amped to go team again and i think i mean i just think he had a blast there and he's like and he improved so much just as an athlete being there uh i have no clue about the other three um i don't know if andy's just like man i would just want to go individual again or you know but i could also see her being like yo we lost and i don't like that so um i wonder i'm just like i'm super amped because i mean seeing Reykjavik now it's like okay there's teams that can, you know, battle to be at the top. And now with, you know, whatever ha- is going to happen with Mayhem, it's, you know, like we have the Oslo teams, we have Invictus coming back. Now we have Reykjavik. What other super teams are going to be built? Um, I think this is the start of a new era for the team division. I um, Annie is the linchpin for Reykjavik. So if she wants everyone to come back, she will have to make the case. But if either if Tola or Lauren leaves, that team is dispersed. Because also, I believe there's an underdog's there's some underdog athletes that might be hinting at going team next year. And last time I checked, Tola was living in Vegas before he moved to Iceland. And I'd imagine that he's still pretty tight with some of those guys. And that if he wants to go team again, and that team and Reykjavik isn't fully like together, he might just bump right back and go with the underdogs crew in Las Vegas. But I don't know. That's a lot of speculation. That's a lot of uh, variable, a lot of variables uh, to make that happen, but it's still possible. I mean, they they were trying to get Katrin to replace Lauren when Lauren hurt herself right before the games. So, I mean, what if, like, you know, Occam's that switch, then, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if Tola wants to say no to that. Uh Occam's razor tells me that the simplest solution would be if Annie wants to team up with Katrin, she teams up with Katrin and she makes a super team and, and Khan and, and Tola will either say, yes, I'm in, or they just both bump out because Lauren is an Invictus athlete. She's a TTT athlete. Oh, now she's TTT. Yeah. Well, she has ties with Invictus and so does Tola, but Tola went to underdogs. But I was just saying that that, that connection there is I kind of, I think what sealed it for Tola and Lauren to go. So if they switch out Lauren 
Tola's out, and if Tola's out, Khan probably won't stick around unless there's someone else. Like, I don't know, like a James Newberry, but I don't think James wants to do team. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. He's an outdoors guy, too. Yeah. I, I don't think he would like the snow all the time because he's a very, it looks sound, sounds like he's like loves the outdoors. I don't know. He was, wasn't he on the bobsled team? Yeah, but that's not like snowing like all the time though. And like, it's like not like dark, like 24 seven. I mean, in the summers, it's definitely not dark 24 well, seven. Like, okay. Touche. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know. I'm just excited to see what comes of it because there are these hintings of um, super teams going to be built within the next couple of years. So uh yeah i'm just i'm excited to see where it goes awesome awesome so um you know we we kind of said that the noble crossfit games are pretty successful this year and now um we just got news that noble is actually um help partnering up with the nfl to do the do the combine for the nfl so i i remember a hearing at the game, some of the shirts actually sold out and they didn't have any more to fill up. So do you think um, Noble actually will have the supplies and everything ready for the combine for the NFL? Um, with me, I mean, I think for the combine, they'll have them for the athletes. I don't know if after the combine, once people have more eyes on what noble actually is uh i don't maybe we'll uh run into the issue that we've had you know for the past several years up to this point with noble um but i think this is a cool move uh i still really don't know how the partnership you know began um you know and there's me also thinking like man like they should have debuted like cleats or something like that. Cause I know that they did last year. Um, some of the athletes had noble cleats. Uh, I think it's a really interesting move and, you know, I think it's huge for noble to get into, you know, the NFL. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see like what also like the NFL players think, um, even what like outside, you know, the public thinks too. I'm, I'm excited um, for this because I think it's the right move for a brand. It's similar to how Nike and Adidas did it with multiple sports where they're finally breaking. I mean, Noble has golf as well, but going into a major team sport like the NFL is going to be great for them. Also allow them to scale properly. The whole have enough shirts it's an economy of scale. So a lot of it's a smart business decision to not create too much overhead in lieu of having to hold that stock and bite the loss. Now that they're doing something for the entire NFL combine, I believe that they'll have enough buying power to have enough stock and overhead to just bite the bullet in case they don't sell it. Cause that's, that's what these types of sports uh, bring is the ability to take on overhead and still make profit. That's why everyone's dying to get in because once you make it, it's a, it's a quantity game. It's like, Oh, we can, we're going to end up selling 10 million units. We break profit at 2 million. 
we can produce 20 million and still be and still be even. Mm. So that's that's going to be cool. I think that their apparel is going to take off even more because I mean, Noble's apparel is very comfortable. So I'd imagine a lot of these teams are looking at those long sleeves, at those pants. That imagine now doing custom teams, apparel like long sleeve with the you know people like you know it's Patriots or it's the Chicago Bears or it's Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and now the logos are now being franchised and licensed out to Noble, and now they've got matching sweatsuits and all of that. It, the the possibilities are endless once you have the ability to slap on a team logo and not get sued. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, my one of my concerns is um, the sizing. So they they don't go extra extra large. They don't have bigger sizes. So typically you see people that you know are in the NFL. They're like bigger individuals, and also the fans are bigger individuals too. And so a lot of the sizes that Noble has does not fit for most of the clientele that the NFL, you know, the typical NFL fan. So do you think that Noble is finally going to open up and say, okay, we're going to go, you know, you know, triple extra large or like four X, you know, Will they actually get involved with that? Or do you think that's going to be like way too much, you know, stock left over and it's not going to be worth it for us and just kind of stick with like, you know, the basic sizes and just screw everybody else over. Um, I don't know. I think, I think Noble will have to address it and, or else they're just going to get, you know, a lot of several complaints. So, um, you know, maybe this, They'll dabble with, you know, a few units. If they see that's a hit, they'll expand. I don't know. Um, I mean, especially for the athletes, they're going to have to. It's not like they're going to, like, <laughs> go to an offensive lineman. They're like, okay, you got an extra large. That's that's what you just got to fit in. At yep. least our, our apparel is really stretchy. Um, <laughs> like, they can't do that. So, uh I think these are things that are like kind of also on their radar. So, I mean, it would just make the brand more inclusive too. So that's mm-hmm. a plus on their, their end. I think they're going to sell it at a premium. They're just going to say, Oh, more material, higher costs. Um, also noble is like a, I would say they're more like a upper echelon um, brand in terms of quality. And that's what they pitch themselves as. So um, I'm going to say that they're going to be reluctant on making those additional changes unless they're making money off of it. And let's be honest. Um, how many times have people fit into shoes that they're not supposed to fit in because they're that shoe? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. How many times did Carrie Bradshaw try to finish some Jimmy Choo's <laughs> that weren't supposed to, that weren't her size and she made it work. People look at Noble and some of these top tier brands and they think, ah, it's going to be a little tight, but I'm going to make it work. I'm going to squeeze into it because it's Noble or it's this type of brand or it's something that just means status to people. 
And that's kind of what Noble is within the CrossFit space as well. So they're not really changing the game. They're just opening up to a bigger demographic. The name of the game is status. You have the Noble shoes, the new colorway. You got the apparel. You're somebody. And you also got to think, you like you said, they're going to do a premium because the NFL has to make some money off of it too. So oh, it's, material. <laughs> yeah. And like even, even with even with large like materials. So what I've noticed for, you know, my t-shirt company, Type 1 Lifting, shameless plug. Um, so if I put in like a, was not double XL? I think it's like a triple XL. Like the price will go up a little bit more to, to make the shirt. So obviously I have to raise the prices up to like, instead of 25 to like $28 or something like that. So, I mean, I, I could see that, um, you know, but it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of, I kind of want to see what the price, the price ranges they're going to aim for, for these, you know, like the spandex, the spandex shirt, the long sleeve shirt, like all that stuff, even the shorts. I'm kind of curious to see what the, is it going to be like Lululemon costs like 150 to $120 for a pair of shorts or, you know, what's the deal? I'm curious to see what Under Armour is going to say about all this. Well, they really don't have anything to say anymore because like, they got kicked out. So, I know, I know. I mean, I mean, I want to know like what other brands are going to think about this. I mean, I'm like just trying to look up like a you know like the average shirt for a. Uh, Say like I'm looking at a, a Nike shirt and it's forty bucks, um, to get like a Tampa Bay buck buck shirt. Just a shirt. I mean, it's just a shirt that says the name. That shirt costs cents to make, and they're making forty bucks off of it, so they can pay the license and then make money for themselves. Jerseys retail one fifty. I believe, or more now. I think some of the original... Oh, they're like, they're like 250 for like the the authentic ones. If you want the stitch, or if you just want the screen-printed jersey, it's like 150 but then the stitch, original game day jerseys are like, like you said, 250 or more. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just like even thinking. I'm just like, okay, well, like Noble already pays a premium. Like a shirt's already $32. And I mean, to think like even the games athlete shirts, even they're getting giving 20 bucks for the athletes and raising almost double. <laughs> so it's kind of, or even more so. So uh, I'm just wondering like, okay, like what are the markup? What's going to be the markup on these shirts in the beginning? Because they're already at a premium. Um, are, I mean, are just like other brands going to be like, Hey, like our stuff is like significantly cheaper. Like don't go after Noble um also like in my opinion i mean like we said like noble is this high quality brand i mean their apparel is top notch um like i don't wear like nike shirts anymore because i just hate the material so like what if all of a sudden now just like the world is finally introduced to like whatever uh noble uses or tri-blend shirts like most crossfit apparel is and they're like, man, we don't have to have this 100% cotton deal anymore. Um, so that's just a markup for other companies. So I don't know what's going to happen from it. I would say the markup isn't going to be too crazy because, again, with that additional market now, you're going to get, you're going to bring yourself. They're basically going to jump two levels 
in terms of volume production, which is going to garner immediate cost reduction in the overall scale of their product of their overall like needs mm-hmm. for supply. So they're going to, you know, it, it's as easy as um back when we were kids, we used to get the East Bay magazine. Yeah. And you get yeah. the team section. <laughs> and the team section would say zero to twenty is worth this much. Twenty yeah. to fifty is worth this much. You get into those brackets. They're basically going from the 20 to 50, which is like the games athletes, all the way to like the please call for custom pricing yeah. <laughs> by yep. getting the NFL. Like that's just that's where they're at. And, the, you know, just like Richard Branson said, uh, even if you don't know you can accomplish something, say yes to it and figure it out on the way. That's what they're going to do. They're going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's exciting uh, to see. Uh, what they might do who knows they might even go public sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I don't know if i have, have noble go public but you know whatever we'll see um okay so the last topic um i want i kind of want to talk about is uh well vic was the one that kind of talked about this so uh the kiala trail run um i believe it's coming up what, what vic when is it coming up so it is the ultimate Hawaiian trail run, uh, September 17, 2022 in Kauai. So it is run by the Kiala foundation, which was founded by Aaron Hoff, who is, um, just an amazing human being. And he is what he does. He has a couple of, he has a few gyms actually in Kauai that he actually helps out with the Kiala foundation. So the purpose around them is they're a nonprofit and they raise money year round to make sure that kids have access to CrossFit and also to other events and other opportunities to make sure that they stay busy and they stay on the right track. So being on, being on the Island is, um, is, is a, is a gift and a curse at the same time, but people need resources. They need an outlet. They need something to do. So that's where Kiala comes in. And they make sure that these kids have guidance. And if you if you've never been, you need to go. There's so much more to it. It's so much more rewarding to you. Um, and I didn't expect that. I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna go. We're gonna go to Hawaii. Of course, it's beautiful, whatever. But being there, seeing the children, watching the showcase, um, it's 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 really special. And um, you just kind of, you you understand how much is possible when you really want to make it work. And, you know, I don't think Aaron knew how to get this off the ground, but he cared so much. He's like, I'm just going to try. And he just kept trying. And it's a wonderful foundation now they have so many they have so many resources but i mean they always need more you know it's fundraising it's a nonprofit, so you you know you have to keep building that out and you know every year just more people come out and support and they're able to you know expand so if you have a chance you should definitely either go <laughs> Um, but I know it's not always the easiest trip to go to Kauai on a whim and, 
and run a trail run. I mean, it's a they do a 5K, they do a 10K. They're actually partnered with GoRuck this year, and they're doing a ruck run as well, which is even more intense. Uh, they're also doing a golf tournament as well at the Poipu Bay Golf Course, which is a pretty famous golf course itself where they've had uh, some PGA tournaments as well. Um, and they're also teaming up with uh, street parking. Oh, very cool. Virtual, yeah. do the virtual run as well. So if you can't make it, you can actually go to street parking and sign up for the trail run and do it virtually. And they'll send you a t-shirt and a bib so that you can actually post yourself doing the virtual run wherever you're at in support of the Kiala Foundation as well. Um, members that are actually signing up for it, we have fundraisers. If you want, you can donate to those fundraisers as well, or you can just donate directly to the Kiala Foundation. I, you know, I have a fundraiser and I have a link and I'm like, okay, guys, if you want to give, but honestly, you can just give it right to them. It doesn't need to be to any specific link. Just give it to the Cal Foundation. Um, I, you know, it's, it's not about, it's not about us. It's about them. And yeah. Do they still have, do they, do they still have that cool shirt where like the guy, there's a guy in a gas mask doing a snatch as one of the shirts. I saw it like I believe I saw it like a couple years ago. I haven't seen it uh available, but I do know what you're talking about. I have seen that shirt. Um but I I haven't seen it for sale recently. No. Um but I, I have I have seen that. Okay. But either way, it's gonna be really fun. There's gonna be a lot of a lot of actually there should be a few games. There should be a few athletes that will be there. Um a lot of athletes who either attend the games, have attended the games, will make a note to go back out every year and spend time with these kids, share with them some of their some of their lessons they've learned along the way, and try to just impart, you know, just good advice and, and feedback and help, you know, answer Q and A's and whatnot and just give them people to look up to. Um, because in the space of in that space, there's not a lot of CrossFit Games athletes that just live randomly on on Kauai or other people who have done things like former NFL players, you know, who just come out and say, "Hey, if you stick to it and you keep working, like it doesn't mean you're going to be a professional athlete, but you can get somewhere. You can go much further if you keep trying, and you stay on the right path." And uh, yeah, it's just going to be it's going to be a time. It's going to be a really great time and. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. If if you really want to see like what the ins and out of this Kiala Foundation, I know the Buttery Bros did a video, a YouTube video on it, and they had like the little GoPro running around with like, and they were eating like um, they were not eating Sour Patch Kids, but they were eating like sour gummy worms or something like that on the path. So it, it's it's interesting to see like you know what the ins and outs are. Obviously, they're making it to like be you know they're doing it like they're going above and beyond and going crazy and stuff like that. But like, you know, it's pretty cool seeing, you know, the start and the beginning, the start and the end product of this, uh, Kiala foundation. I will also tell you this, the track is going to be different this year. It's oh. every year. Um, they have, they, they basically re they group out, they reroute the path every year. So it's a different 
10K and 5K every time someone does it. So it's never the same experience. There may be the same start and finish point, but it's never the same path to and from wherever we go. So I did the 10K last year, but I know I'm not going to be doing the same exact 10K this year because I know that Aaron, Aaron Hoffy is, is going to build out some something crazy and, and really challenge us. And there was ropes last year. There's just only oh, you're sliding down the mud. You get all sorts of dirty and you there's yeah. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. So uh, we're getting close to the end. So I kind of want to get the final thoughts out of Vic and Hannah. So I'll have Hannah go first and then Vic next, and then I'll go last. Oh man. Final thoughts. Uh, we talked about a lot today. So, um, I don't know. I feel like I have the same final thoughts after all these episodes. I'm first of all, just excited to just see like how CrossFit cross the CrossFit games grow um, from the level of competition in every division to just like who new in the space comes, who leaves. Like it just makes the competition fun and it makes it exciting to come back Um, with Noble again. Like, that's just a power move by them. And it really solidifies them as a apparel brand in sports in general, not just CrossFit. Like, they like they finally, like, broke out of CrossFit, which is awesome. Uh, and with the Kiala Foundation, oh, my gosh, I love it. I, I mean, I've been, like, following them for years now. I haven't made it out to the trail run, but I've definitely given – so much money and so much support to them so it's definitely a great cause so and i love talking to you guys it's been a while <laughs> all right Rick, um, you're up definitely stole my last one i love talking to you guys <laughs> a minute so yes hannah you, you get that one um it's okay i i've been stealing tom's stakes all day i know um, <laughs> i know I hate, I hate you i hate you <laughs> You can't be last. You have to be first. You just have to slide in your take, and then we have like whatever scraps are left. Yeah, it's hey, so hard. Hey. I mean, I gotta be. I it's like, like obviously, like leaders eat last and stuff like that. So I'm not saying I'm a leader, but I'm just saying like I'm like the guy that's like running this whole area. So of course I'm the person that has to go last because like you know you guys have to go first. I don't well, know. It's either last. No, I would say like you either are the moderator and you let us talk or you give out your points and then we have to address our points without re reiterating yours or just okay. say like well i have nothing to say and it's on us it's not on you okay all right well i'll think about it okay <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so other final thoughts i i am yeah man i'm just i'm interested to see how the masters field develops in these next couple years because a lot of talented athletes are getting close to that age and i wonder if this is going to be what it takes to increase the prize purse where you're now looking at two types of crossfit games athletes with top tier talent and maybe that's where crossfit changes up the payouts a little bit and that masters division the first couple of masters divisions get super competitive where it's now no longer hey we've got the crossfit games and you know we do the masters now it's hey we've got the crossfit games and not only that we have some massive heavy heavy hitters 
in the Masters 35 to 39 and then the 40 to 44. You know, imagine that being the headline. It's it now you're basically making it to like a UFC fight card. You're like, everything's going to be heavy hitting. Everyone's going to be like, it's action packed. You can't miss anything. We're going to schedule every, all these events so that you have to run back and forth and see every single event. Cause if you miss one, you're missing out. And I think when you get to that point, you can then really justify, you know, you know, more tickets you can justify making enough money and maybe adding some ad investing some other things that you might make it easier to do that. And that might lead to having to relocate from Madison because that's the other thing we're thinking about. I know that next year is probably the last year it's on contract, but maybe CrossFit grows enough that they have to go even bigger and not just an, you know, an equal size place to Madison. So that's uh that's another that's another thing to uh, think about. Um, other thoughts I have is, well, one, I can't wait to go back to camp again. And uh, I'm just, man, I, I've just been feeling uh, super grateful lately. Just everything. Talking to y'all. Um, going to these camps. Happy, getting these, all these, all these other experiences I've had just through CrossFit. Being afforded that just just because of CrossFit, really. I mean, I still think of myself, I'm just an average show, man. I'm just, I'm nobody. Um, and I love the fact that I'm able just to, you know, make some really great connections with people and find uh, find my tribe that way. So very happy. Thank you so much. All right. So my final thoughts. So I have some uh, big news Uh you know, I, Hannah didn't talk about this, but she's on Deca Comp right now. That's why she's wearing the shirt. <laughs> so I'm no, I'm just kidding. No, she's a she's a TTT person. So uh, she just likes wearing different shirts. So, um, <laughs> but um, I know we didn't talk about it uh, with this one, but they just obviously during the games they hired a new CEO. Uh, I'm <clears throat> I'm listening to the um, talking elite fitness podcast where he's on it so that's why i didn't really get much information on him just yet uh so i kind of want to talk about the next next episode but i'm looking forward to kind of see where he wants to take um you know crossfit because he loves the sport i think it's he, he you know he loves everything about it and loves the games and he wants to make it bigger and also i know they are also <clears throat> on the morning chalk up they rolled out a a piece for the uh the boxes to help promote their box via social media and other things so i obviously didn't read much about that yet so i'm looking forward to kind of see what's in that little packet and information packet for you know how boxes can get bigger because you know i've i've been to some bare bones crossfit boxes around the area and they're great but it's just like if if they just added like maybe five or six more people they would like put them over the edge so they can get like better equipment and stuff like that so uh i'm kind of looking forward to that and um also my my last final thought so um yesterday uh my father passed away and so um i didn't realize like i mean i knew he had a lot of people that were like you know 
he would always help people out. He was like, because I've never knew, like never seen half these people or heard of half these people that he's helped out from like, you know, possibly getting fired and having him go on his team for, you know, his, his work, his job to be part of his group. And even, you know, him doing other things like helping somebody out. He's always there to help somebody out. So, you know, I know life's short. And so I, I want to make sure that, you know, I help people out, at least get a voice or doing something else, like, you know, giving somebody tips on a workout or something like that. So I just hope I actually, you know, you know, I'm like, just like my dad. I mean, I have the mannerisms and the hairy ears and stuff like that. So I know, I know that I, I'm him, but, but I just want to be, you know, known as a, you know, person just like my dad, that is someone that helps people out. And, you know, it, it's kind of, it sucks seeing, you know, your dad, you know, literally on his deathbed and seeing him like a couple of years before that being like an absolute stud. And so it's, it's just crazy how life just like turns quick. And, you know, I just want to, you know, dedicate this episode to my dad because, you know, like I said, very important person to me. And, um, you know, and I know for a fact, he wants me to keep on doing what I love. And so, which is this. And so thank you guys for, you know, coming on the show and, uh, until next time. Definitely.